Happy second week of 2016, everybody. What a 14 days it has been. If the rest of this year is anything like the first two weeks of 2016, then, um, yeah, I give up in about eight days. <laughs> There's been a heck of a lot of discussion, debate, and very frank um, chats on social media about the issue of racism. What is racism? What does it mean? How far does it go in terms of discrimination? What parts of it are privilege? Um, What parts of it are white privilege? Why reverse racism isn't a real thing? And why black people can't be racist? There are uh, as many views as there are stars in the sky. Everybody has their own frame of reference for why they feel the way they feel, which parts of them are still angry, which parts of them still feel regret. And for very many people, confusion is still the prevailing factor. Um, I last week, of course, spoke to you about my trip uh, through India, and it was a brief summation of what I did. But I think I neglected to talk about how I felt. Um, I am and always have identified as South African with an Indian cultural, traditional heritage. It's where my ancestors' forefathers came from. I can't deny that. But for all reasons, I am South African. I love to braai. I love to go to the beach, even though I don't like sand or the sun. But I like being there. Um, I like spending time with my family with a buri roll. I like spending time drinking wine in the sunshine in Cape Town. And I love my country's colors. In fact, I bought a sari in India that is um, exactly the colors of the South African flag. So as much as my heritage defines who I am culturally, my heart is very much here. What happens, though, when debates like the past two weeks happen is my South Africanness, I find, starts being called into question. These conversations are generally down two lines, black and white. And Indian South Africans or South Africans of Indian descent um, kind of get sort of smashed in the middle. And we don't really know what to do with ourselves because the moment that you say something, you you get called out um, and told that you're not black enough. And that happened to a journalist, uh, Ranjani Monsami, not two days ago, uh, because, you know, Indians were slightly more privileged in apartheid times than black Africans were. And I'm sure you know the story of uh, Madiba and how in prison um, the black prisoners had to wear shorts, but the Indian prisoners were given long pants. Kadrada was one of those. So there were little perks. And yes, um, there's no denying that, but there's also the part where we hurt. Um, some of you may have seen my tweets a bit early in the week. Um, my parents were here just after or for New Year um, here in Cape Town. And as much as they traversed the countryside by themselves. There were a few days where I took them out for fish and chips and so had a bit of a drive and a chat. And now that I'm older and I think they feel more secure to speak out, and I I am 35 years old, um, going to be in a few days, 
it's taken them this long to open up about things that have really hurt them, that they feel that I am now strong enough to uh, listen to. My dad, as we drove to Newark, uh, said that when I was about um, eight or nine years old, he was driving us through the areas on a family holiday and um, stopped at a restaurant. And apparently we were only allowed to order takeaways from the back of the restaurant. We weren't allowed to sit in the restaurant as a family because we were Indian. And he teared up and got quite choked up by while telling me the story of how he felt completely helpless as a man, as a father, as a husband, um, to feed his family at a table. We At home, we ate at a table, or, well, I ate in front of the TV with my plate between my knees. But um, as a man, to not be able to take care of your family because someone else dictates that by the color of your skin, you're not allowed to eat your food in a comfortable circumstance, broke him. And I'm sure it's one of thousands and thousands of stories. My mom was really quiet in the back seat. Um, my mom, though, ever the, you know, positive thinker, she kind of fuzzed over it with some kind of joke, which I don't remember, because I just, I couldn't imagine it. Um, I was there as an eight-year-old, but I think my parents did such a good job, and all our parents did such a good job of shielding us from the, those kinds of things. Um, and, you know toilets that we didn't have access to. Um, my parents used to carry a gas cooker and half the kitchen, including the pots, um, to cook along the way. And I never really understood that. They keep pointing out on holidays to Cape Town now, um, oh, we cooked a mutton curry here, we cooked a, a chutney here, or um, your mom boiled rice at this hotel. And I just couldn't for the life of me fathom what that was about. Like, do Indian people just carry food everywhere? Um, and then I realized maybe I should delve a little bit deeper. And my mom and dad then said to me this time around, the reason that they used to do that was because we weren't allowed to stop along the way. We weren't allowed to stay at hotels and and certain bit, well, definitely not bed and breakfasts or guest houses. Um, And still they used to bring us to Cape Town almost annually as kids for a holiday. I, I, I don't even know how that worked. Um, we weren't really allowed access to beaches. I mean, Clifton now, to me, I don't go to Clifton because be- the water's too cold and, you know, it's Clifton. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really go to the beach to be seen. Um, but back then, Clifton was a no-go area. Um, we couldn't even, according to my parents, drive past to have a look. So it kind of breaks my heart. Um, I also find, you know, on social media, when these debates do happen, Indian people tend to lurk in the shadows, um, save a few loud mouthed ones like me, perhaps, and a few others. Um, we, we are kind of inherently submissive. So I find it a problem, though. I find it like there's, you know, black Twitter and then there's white Twitter. And I still have not come across Indian Twitter. I why? Because to get Indian people to rally behind anything except a giant pot of biryani at a wedding is just impossible. Have, like, please attend an Indian wedding with a buffet. You'll see what I mean. Um, but I, I don't know what it is. Um, in, 
<laughs> Indians of South Africa, where are you? You're supposed to be the largest population outside India. But when these things happen, we don't hear your voices. Please come out of the woodwork. And I don't mean the normal ones. I don't mean the ones that, you know, chat and engage and get involved in all sorts of arguments about being mini Guptas and that kind of thing. Um, but that's just a handful. But the Indian population doesn't say anything ever. Are, are we scared of debate? Are we scared to not be called black? Are we scared to be called too white? Regardless of what you do, you're not going to win because, you know, um, jokers to the left of me, clowns to the right. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. I'm in the same position. Let's start chatting, though. Um, would love to see you on my social media. Would love to hear from you. Would love to see what kind of engagement comes from this kind of chat. It's important as a community. I've been told numerous times, and many, many of my friends have been told, including Vanessa Govender, an ex-colleague of mine um, on TV, have been told, please get back on the boat and go to India. First of all, back on the boat. I was born here. I'm four generations later, as Vanessa pointed out. Four generations. My parents were born here. My grandparents were born here. It's my great-grandparents that made the silly decision of coming to South Africa um, because they were lied to. They came here to plant sugarcane and, you know, my great-great-granddads were cooks and came to help people um, get through their hardships with religion. So it wasn't by choice. And there's nowhere to go. Please stop telling Indian people that they need to get back on the boat to India. Some of us have never even like been there. It was my first trip this year. It's rude. It's insulting. It's just, it doesn't foster debate. It just causes more of a problem. Um, and that is in itself discrimination to the highest degree. Uh, I can't imagine, you know, if... A lot of people will say, when you watch sport, what, which team do you support? And for all intents and purposes, I am a Mahendra Singh Dhoni girl. It's not for any other reason, but because he, he's an amazing cricketer. And he captained the first T20 match I ever watched live. So, you know, but when it comes down to choices, the Proteas and Bafana and... Uh, well, okay, Bafana some days when they're having a good day. Anyway, let's let's keep chatting. Um at niche dot under not dot at niche underscore radio or at Bob Singh is where you'll find me. www.nicheradio.com. Have a listen, engage, and I will chat to you again next week on Under the Table.